we kidding? Hello, I'm Meg. And I'm Carla. And you're listening to Who Are We Kidding? Um, this episode is episode 11, and we're calling it Don't Blame It on the Kids. And uh, <laughs> the idea there was Meg and I were talking um, about how we have been close friends for such a long time and how sometimes it's kind of rare for two people to stay really close when one becomes a mom and one doesn't. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just my weird perception, but it seems like a lot of times people sort of like they have their mom friends or they don't have friends who have kids and there's not a lot of like crossover. Yeah. yeah Overlap's a good word. Totally. Yeah. Um, but we have that overlap and we talk about all our shit that we go through. Cause that's what friends do. And we noticed a really interesting thing, which was a lot of the stuff that I tend to hear, um, being blamed on motherhood might more realistically just be part of, womanhood and adulthood whether you have kids or not yeah so like it comes from just a different place (laughs) yeah it's just like because you've been on the planet longer you're gonna have like relationship challenges and weight gain and identity struggles and all this and you're gonna get super tired (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't mean kids don't change you physically and emotionally because they do of course but it's just there's a lot of overlap in the experience of womanhood that doesn't all have to be attributed to having kids yeah so that's kind of what we thought we would talk about today is some of the ways that we noticed common ground even though we've had a different experience so far totally yeah I couldn't couldn't have said it better myself and also from you know the like the point of view of of a person not having children you sometimes get this like weird hit like you're not allowed to have some of these experiences because you don't have something to like not blame it on but like attribute it to or whatever so to speak but but they happen you know regardless just maybe from like different sources so it's um it's actually really nice to have a friend who's having kind of a different life experience than you are but who ends up like having the same set of kind of concerns or thoughts or things to bitch about (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) so we're gonna bitch at you guys for a while but in a in a fun interesting productive way hopefully in a very unstructured Uh, way get ready (laughs) yeah buckle up (laughs) it was a long week we didn't have time to think this one through we just wanted to talk about it (laughs) yeah we yeah it's monday but it's been a long week yeah This is the longest week ever. It's Monday just, at five. Speaking of which, do you have a drink going on? <laughs> I do. I just have a, a little bit of white wine. How about you, Meg? I had um, bourbon in my fridge and then I was almost going to drink it straight. But then I found Martinelli's sparkling cider. Oh, so you made it really fancy. I made it fancy. And then this way I don't have to be a total alcoholic at 4 p.m. on okay. a Monday. I've been okay. drinking like 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 it's going out of style though I swear to god yeah me too I I um I did the whole 15 and then I made up for it with a bender (laughs) you did a whole 15 and then you did a whole fifth of whatever (laughs) (laughs) dude that's nuts okay right off the bat one common ground maybe you were drinking because of kids maybe I was drinking because of work who knows (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter. The main point is we both needed the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So my the way we kind of wanted to start this conversation is that 
we are going to talk about aging, but not in the way of like, oh my God, I'm so old because we've decided we really hate that. Mm -hmm. And um, what made us think about it is that my mom shared this really great meme um, that said, I wish I was as fat as the first time I thought I was fat. (laughs) Which that meme like gave me life. I loved it so much. (laughs) It's so real. Um, so first of all, that is true. Mm-hmm. And second of all, we realized the same could be said for I wish I was as old as the first time I complained I was old. Exactly. So we're not gonna spend um You could just insert your own word, kinda like those stickers we made for Altitude Summit. You could just <laughs> I wish I was as poor as the first time I thought I was poor. I wish I was yes. <laughs> This is kind of like a funny perspective check. <laughs> totally. Um, so that, um, so we are going to talk about getting older, um, but not like in the, oh my God, we're so old. Like we're super um, cognizant of the fact that we're in our thirties and we're not old. old. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know what that was lately. I've had a real like bone to pick with that. Like it's been driving me crazy when, cause I understand there are shifts in, you know, uh, level of energy and the way you feel in your body. And certainly things are different at 34 than they were at 20. Um, but I felt like, like all of a sudden I was hearing all these people in their thirties say like, Oh, I'm so old. I feel so old all the time. This, that, that. And I was just like, First of all, <laughs> we're not. There's a yeah. like, you know, if all goes as planned and then, you know, we luck out, there's like a lot of life left. And then beyond that, how do you think that makes people that are in their like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s feel to hear like yeah. some fucking 34 year old being like, I'm so old. Like, shut oh. the fuck up. <laughs> it's like the really skinny girl being like, I'm so fat. Yeah. I ate like an entire <laughs> half a sandwich and just such a cow. Oh my god. I can't take it. Yeah. Shut Sorry, it down. Bourbon kicked in. <laughs> so we're we're not gonna do that, but we are gonna talk a little bit about um how womanhood seems to bring up these issues that often seem to be divide maybe it's not that uh people without kids don't get to have this, but it's like a separate discussion. Everything seems like divided when really it's like, well, a lot of times we're going through the same shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think the like weight one in particular, just to kind of like circle back to the yeah. me and mom posted that was so funny. That one's a really interesting one to me because like we talked about a couple episodes back or whatever in our body image issue one, um, I've always had struggles up and down with weight. Um, so that doesn't feel any different to me than it did even when I was a teenager. Like okay. sad mm-hmm. enough to stay to say I still love or hate my body as much as I loved or hated my body in regards to weight. Uh, That has not changed at all for me. But what had changed, and I think I told you about this one time, Carla, um, I don't know what to attribute this to, but the way my body holds weight is kind of different. Like, yeah. (laughs) And even in, even in great things. So I'm just going to throw out this story. That's like, love this story. I'm very excited. So super personal. (laughs) Buckle up (laughs) guys. Um, I have but, one later, so she'll okay. feel better. Yes, yeah, Don't yeah. Worry. I'm going I'm like my own. right out on a limb, like right from Okay. The but um, I've always had big boobs and I've always been, you know, more or less psyched on them. Sometimes it's hard with clothing, but for the most part, I've been like, yeah, yeah, I like them. Um, 
<laughs> They're nice. You should yeah, like them. Thanks. <laughs> but a couple months ago, I was I was in the shower and I was trying to get the last of the conditioner out of the bottom of the conditioner bottle, and so you know, picture yourself in the shower and you're like doing that weird maneuver to kind of like slam the conditioner down to the neck of the bottle so you can get oh, it yeah. out. And all of a sudden I realized that like my left boob was moving so much more than it has ever moved. It was helping you it out. It was helping. It was, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was the assist. It was clapping back on me. It was just like, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I'm not even talking like, okay. And now I'm going to, I'm going to back up again because like we said, we don't want to complain about being old or being blah, blah, blah. I'm it's not a pencil test issue they're not like super saggy I have a lot to be grateful for it's okay but they are moving it's of true. their own accord things it's are different on, on the move things are on, <laughs> things are on the move I hear and it. you I can't hear stop you. it so <laughs> oh gosh where and like that's funny because the boob one right if you've had kids then like any sort of like weirdness with your boobs is definitely because of having kids because they do such crazy changing um when you get pregnant they get like big and then they're like ridiculous when you're when your milk first comes in it's straight up pam anderson like i was not ready for like (laughs) it looks exactly like you have the worst boob job ever like rock hard and like what are you gonna do like i mean i know there's plenty of people that have this but like if you start out with a d like where do you fucking go go far you (laughs) then (laughs) and then they get then they deflate Oh man, because it can't they can't sustain that kind of situation. So, um, and I actually am not complaining at all because I I always was really <clears throat> petite up top, like didn't have a lot of boobs. So I thought it was actually kind of fun to get boobs, and for the most part, they sort of stayed. Partly because I gained weight with my kids that I didn't lose, um. But partly they, you know, because they change and they really aren't so saggy or depressing or anything, but they are different. Like it's just, but part of that like might just be because, you know, I'm not 20 anymore is what we're figuring out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I'm sure there'll be some point down the line where we're like, oh, I'm not 35 anymore. Like it's (laughs) like they, things must just continue to change. But the, but the uptick of that actually maybe i'll leave that till the, i have a story for you i'll leave it till the end of the episode i think it's an uplifter okay. we'll end on that one <laughs> okay good now one of the things that we were thinking about with the body changing is that like in a way <clears throat> it's almost like easier to blame it on your kids like because oh well that's why i gained weight because you do gain weight when you have a healthy pregnancy and um it comes off easier it doesn't sort of depending on the person and the situation and how you know I think it comes off easier the first time than the second time and all that kind of jazz um so there's there is a lot to sort of blame on pregnancy because your body goes through a lot um to make a person um but like if we blame it all on that it sort of puts like another thing in the con category of motherhood absolutely for somebody like me that doesn't have kids that is a terrifying check mark on the list of things that will change and, and, and it's and weird to be what, terrified yeah, of it because I've already like experienced all this you know negativity around my body so like why is that an extra thing like you're saying of like the cons 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And it can be hard when it went like from the standpoint of like, we're going to get more into the identity issues later, but like you've become a mom and your body isn't yours. And uh, like, and mm-hmm. if you really focus on that, it can super bum out what's supposed to be a pretty fun, happy, positive time. But it takes some doing to like, look at it from the perspective of like, look what my body did, which is what I would offer to you, Meg is like, you've you have already dealt with shit you don't like about your body. One thing that's kind of can be really cool about pregnancy is what your body can do that makes you that can make you sort of proud of it even if it's not looking the way you'd like it to yeah yeah that's true and I could see that I mean I will say that like uh, you know uh, years ago when I had um, my melanoma surgery and they took that big chunk out of my arm like that was a little notch up for me on the like, wow, look what your body can do ladder. <laughs> oh, my God, of course. Like, it starts out super negative, right? You're like, why did my body give me cancer on my arm? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you, body. <laughs> the surgeons get rid of it. And then you're like, why is my arm this shape? And then after a while, it, like your skin, you know, stretches back out and your arm starts to look normal. And I have this like crazy, weird scar. But I also feel like, wow, cool. My body could just like join those two halves together. And <laughs> totally, it totally healed. It's incredible. Yeah. So you know, if they cut a person out of you, that's even more something. Like that. <laughs> or you yeah. push a person out of you. I mean, push, yeah, it takes. either way, but however it comes, <laughs> however, it it's, gets out. it's, it's a situation. <laughs> we won't even we won't even get into the down there situation today because we don't have all day. Yeah, totally. We are going to have another Um, episode one of these days where I share with Meg and by proxy all of you (laughs) the stuff that nobody nobody not even your mother tells you thanks mom having a kid (laughs) or they do but they want they want you to have a kid so they tell you in a really nice way or they remember it in a fond way because time does that I don't Mm -hmm. know we can't blame mom too much but (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think that um that's an interesting one. And um, let's see. Are there other ways, Carla, that you feel like your body has changed that do you end up blaming it on kids or like thinking about it uh, only in terms or relation to your children? Or do you feel like there's little ways that things have changed for you uh, that have nothing to do with that? I think that when I had Jude. So I had Jude in my 20s, late mm-hmm. 20s, um, or mid, I don't know how old I am, mid 20s. <laughs> I wasn't that old. I was in my 20s, guys. And I had Jude. Um, and before I had Jude, I had uh, what I, here's what happened. After I had him, here's what the best way to put was. it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but okay. So um it's like the hindsight is twenty twenty thing. Like I was not happy with my body. I was always like, you know, we've talked about the body image issue. Like even though I was thin and fit, like trying to be thinner and fitter and all that shit, like we all do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then I had Jude and then it was like, I looked at my body and went, I've ruined a beautiful body. Oh, <laughs> like that was no. the idea. Like it felt like, I oh my god I I realized before like that I had a good thing going and now this is a nightmare and that was like completely blown out of proportion because it's not really a nightmare but when it when your body like first tries to bounce back from pregnancy it's like kind of a rough road for a minute there like skin has to like 
go way back in and you might have stretch marks and mm-hmm. you carry weight differently and all these things sort of like it, your body just feels weird to you like a foreign thing for a little while. But then it does actually go back. Like it just takes way longer than you think it's going to. And so that some of it is the pregnancy. But then I would say like after 18 months, your your body's back. It's a little bit different for sure, but it's not like wildly different. So some of the other changes, because I don't, I've only had two kids and not back to back, is just like, yeah, life and change in lifestyle and partly like not caring so much. Yeah, which is a huge upside. That's a really, yeah, that's a nice thing that happens with a little bit of age. I care so much less. Yeah, yeah. And I all, which also means 20. I eat more. Yeah. I care less. I well, also my metab. So like, I cannot blame my metabolism on my children. I did gain some weight. I lost the weight, and then I gained it again, and then I haven't really lost it. Whatever. But my metabolism has changed. I used to be able to eat like you know a double double animal style as a snack. Like that's just not real anymore. And that's aging. Not I can't blame that on my kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then from, from from where I am, I don't even know what to think about metabolism or if I can blame it on anything. Or but I feel like mine's just always been shit. Like, I think I lost my metabolism sometime around the age of ten, and from there, it just, <laughs> it just never bounced back. <laughs> Keep waiting. I don't know why. Day. I don't know why. Like, yeah, fifth grade, got boobs, gained weight, done. <laughs> but you do have great boobs. Hey, thanks. <laughs> really nice friend thank you (laughs) okay so but your body changes no matter what guys yeah if it doesn't uh wow I'm jealous okay here's one way I think it doesn't and then sometimes I do feel jealous I sometimes feel like it's gonna change no matter what unless you maybe have like unlimited time and funds to just throw at the problem (laughs) okay right and the energy with which to like just Diet and exercise like yeah, a crazy person. Totally. And I think that yeah. could be with or without kids, with or without your own business. Like some people seem to approach aging as Craig would say, like um, he's talked about this before, like one, one little shit hits the fan and you immediately take care of it. You like <laughs> you stave it off at every turn. Yeah. And you can sometimes see people that have done that and they, you know, they look really good or whatever. But I don't have the time or funds to concentrate on it with that yeah. vigor. Um, I don't have the willpower either. Yeah, totally. But I, I, I admire people that do. I'm a little jealous of them. And yeah. Try not to be judgy of it. And, you know, maybe we can pick up some tips from them here and there in life. Totally. <laughs> yes. But Please. that's only one part of the picture, right? Because there's all this yeah. other stuff tied up in it, too. <laughs> okay. So here's here's a good one that I, um, I thought about that <clears throat> is often attributed to motherhood is having this, like, struggle with your identity. So uh, I'm not denying that becoming a mom isn't a huge shift in identity because it totally is. There's no like two ways around it. And it's sort of one of those things that's the same as like someone can't tell you how much you're going to love your kid or worry about it or whatever. When you become a mom, you do like maybe because of the love and the worry have these uh, like you kind of look at yourself in the mirror like, well, who the hell am I now? Hmm. But um, being a mom isn't the only time I've experienced that. And I know that Meg has um, 
had thoughts about it too. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's And again, like this is kind of one of those things where you almost feel like you're not allowed to talk about it if you haven't had kids. It's like a, a, a weird thing that in the wider world, it's almost like people don't want to hear it because you haven't become a mother so how dare you have like an identity crisis (laughs) oh my god right no you're right and that's That's why it's like so so good to keep your close friends and whether or not like your life circumstances change to really you know keep your connection with people like that because like you know there's a pretty you know short list of people in my life that I can talk to about that kind of stuff and Carla is one of them and it's because we've like maintained that closeness um but yeah I've totally had identity struggles around a lot around my job and my creative work um there has been a pretty good period of time where I've even got like anxiety around the attachment I have to photography and my career with it because sometimes you know and this is a whole different topic like sometimes you can put in all of this like work and and energy and money and effort and thought and like maybe a career doesn't pan out the way you think it's gonna Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I have a fear with that like I've put so much into this um that when I hear my friends that have like a kind of a more normal nine-to-five job talk about work and how they navigate positions and stuff I get like a weird fear in my chest where I think oh my god I hope I don't have to do that I have no idea how to do that Oh my God. (laughs) So weird. Like if I, for whatever reason, couldn't be a photographer tomorrow, what Mm -hmm. would I do? I would lose my mind. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen. Thank God. Oh, we think. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, okay. But this is really interesting because it's basically the same exact struggle that I had becoming a mom because it was, it's that you're putting all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. So like, I'm a mom before I'm any of the other things I am. And I, I'm totally like down with that Mm -hmm. and happy about it. Totally. And of course, like in a way, like your kids, it's not, I can't like, um, hopefully I won't screw up my kids to the, you know, degree (laughs) of like losing them. Um, I I think you're going to be fine. Okay. But like you are like, you you're all in on that, which means you're not all in on, um, for me, if in my case, like I'm not all in on a career, I'm not all in on uh, any number of other things Mm -hmm. that I could, um, do. And it's, it's scary. Like it's, it's just, there is like a sort of questioning of that. Like, should I go back to work so that I have another thing going on or, totally and and just like one interesting thing about that is just like with kids there is sort of a like with certain careers there's I don't want to say a time limit but like like certain aspects of photography you probably couldn't do into like your 60s and 70s because it's just too physically demanding and on the same note like at a certain point kids you know move out and kind of create their own lives like Like you're going to have to have other things. And it's not like, (laughs) right. Like, are we freaking ourselves out really bad here? (laughs) No, we have time. We have time. Yeah. Oh, totally. But but yes, it's a, it's a strange thing to confront because even like, I feel like I have hobbies and like things I'm interested in outside of my career, but they are not a thing that would like be a livelihood. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And I have obviously <clears throat> stuff going on um, outside of my kids, but none of it is like a lucrative nine to five career. You know, like I'm not mm-hmm. just like climbing the corporate ladder while rearing children. I'm not doing it. Totally. So like uh, it'll mean entering if I want to do that kind of thing, like you were saying that your friends get like talk about anxiety, like, you know, entering that uh, post kids. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Which is a whole other thing that just, oh, right. Yeah. Is so then fucked you're... on. Right. Cause right. <laughs> but, but regardless, like we just, we go through trying to figure out who the hell we are more than once. It's not like you're, you're a teenager and it's hard and you mm-hmm. figure it out and then that's it. It's no. like, we did it in college and we're doing it again now because totally. we're grownups and it's I, fucking hard. I remember the transition too. like I've been all in on photography since I was probably a teenager. I remember like doing a remember the senior projects at Maria Creo yes. High School. Mine was on photography. Yes. Go fucking figure. I love it. But then I went to college and majored in something different. And I remember sitting in a class like kind of near the end of freshman year going like, what am I doing in this major? Like there's a photography program here. What am I doing? And then I switched it. Um that was not really an identity struggle. That was like an identity lightning bolt. And then I just did it. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. But then these things shift, like here's an interesting one. And maybe we can blame this more on the decision to become a mother than we even think, because I lately have had another little dose of anxiety with the idea of trying to combine my career and children, which we already talked about a little and you know about it in depth, but um, because of the line of work, of work I'm in, I feel a real need to plan when I'm going to have kids. And now that I'm thinking about it in a deeper way, I sort of feel like, like in the back of my mind, like my career is suddenly on hold for a little while until I figure this out, which is a very strange identity question and it's not feasible you can't just stop working because you might be planning to have a kid like that's no. not right <laughs> yeah no it, it's but I completely understand it's tricky because then you're like trying to factor in this whole other thing um and there's no like easy answer for that yeah yeah exactly and I'm sure we'll hit oh. it again at some other point. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, you know, when we can't, when we're too old to take pictures or our kids move out, we'll exactly, do it then. Exactly. And if it's any comfort, I always think about how the career Craig is in right now. He did not start until uh, I think he was 46. I like that. Never really did anything close to it until that. So, you know. Yeah, we got time. We're just we freaking change, out for nothing. We can change it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a really f- fun one to share now. <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a discussion about how ki- uh, blaming shit on kids if we didn't talk about libido and sex life. <laughs> so um let's see. Yeah, First what's that of all, like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what I figured out. Um there's some blame that kids can get for your less interest in sex, I think. Mostly because, like, they just take so much energy and you're, like, physically kind of tapped out and then you're exhausted. Like, the bedtime routine is Ooh. not sexy. It's not, like, you putting your kids to bed does not, like, <laughs> lead comfortably into, like 
phew, now that that's over, <laughs> you're just like... I bet just talking to kids, like in the voice that people generally talk to them all day long, would make you not want to feel like getting it on. Right. Yeah, I mean... But... <laughs> But here's what I've really figured out, guys. Okay. My the biggest hurdle that my children pose um to my sex life is really not that I'm uninterested in it. It's that they are cock blocking me like a couple of mofos. <laughs> okay. Because before I had oh, kids. Oh my god, children, the ultimate cock bloggers. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, Jason and I have been together forever. So, uh, <laughs> Meg knows this cause we were roommates and before we had kids, <laughs> like our natural rhythm for us was like daytime, afternoon delight people. Yeah. It was skyrockets in flight in sky that rockets house. Skyrockets in flight. I'd come home from class and I'd be like, there's a sock on the door. I'm just going <laughs> to sit outside with a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't take us long. So, oh no, it was always great. I was really happy for you. I was like, oh, <laughs> fun. Oh my god, best roommate ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm not the kind of person um, that can like put the TV on and lock the door and just like go for it. Like I, I gotta kind of like know that my kids are like asleep. Um. Oh, but then it's nighttime and sometimes but night then sex it's, sucks. And I'm, and I'm just tired and I've never been a morning sex person. That's like uh, way too much work first thing. I, I can so, be a morning sex person if I can brush my teeth. If I can't brush oh, my yeah. teeth, oh, God, game off. That's be brushed. Yeah, yeah, no. There's no way. Uh-uh. So anyway, um, I've realized that like, yes, they do affect your sex life. Um but they don't really make me like not want to have sex. They're just screwing up my natural time that I want to do it. <laughs> so I'm not going to blame it on the kids. I other that's than that's the case for a lot of people. I have to say, I have another friend with a little kid and they're always that their natural time is afternoon and they've so far found ways to, you know, accommodate nap time and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to be tough. I don't know. Yeah, it's annoying. It's just like hard, you know, work schedules and stuff don't allow for a lot of flexibility. So yeah, I can see, you know, from the perspective of not having children, I could see how adding that into the mix would make um, like a really regular, enjoyable sex life go on hold or something for a while. I mean, uh, you know, Craig and I have been together for so long, too, that like, we've had really, you know, totally natural lulls and great times and stuff um not attributable to kids probably mostly to work stress I guess um but uh, but yeah I I could see that that you know throwing a person into the mix would really really change things up but I I think a lot about how like I, I don't know if people like I'm not sure how people can chart that because from my perspective I have never had like a super consistent libido and I sometimes don't believe people who are like this that they always do does that does that make sense like yeah yeah I feel like my libido could change because it's fucking cold outside or (laughs) I'm hormonal or there's like a work thing I'm worried about or how I felt about my body like it could change weekly I could be like raring to go one week and I could want nothing to do with anything like that the next week it could change hourly for me I feel like I could wake up in the morning and feel real hot and by the time those kids go to bed (laughs) (laughs) I'm done it just it's not there but I do, I really can't just blame it all on the kids. I think you're right. And I think that this is one of the ways that we 
it's really easy to blame it on having kids. And in a way that gets, that doesn't let you find ways around it. Cause you're not like, uh, problem solving it. You're just like, Oh, it's the kids, whatever. I'm tired next time. But like you were saying, it's mm-hmm. probably mostly stress, right? So that's yeah, something that you can try to form. mitigate, totally. you know? So that's something to think about guys. Yeah. And it's nice too to, it's nice too to be able to, again, like confide in somebody about that because, um, when people do that thing of like, if you say like, Oh, I'm in a slump with my intimate life, whatever it is. And people jump on you like, Oh, just wait till you have kids. Then you're like, well, fuck, I'm the, screw that then like <laughs> yeah. everything is terrifying this is already your stressful. body's gonna change you're never gonna have sex you're gonna be broke like there's this yeah. huge oh my <laughs> list God, of things where you're it. like well well put me on the no list then <laughs> yeah I know right because there's like no upside except for these magical like intangible things that no yeah, one can yeah, describe yeah. to you and then in the oh back but of, it'll be it, worth it right totally and then in the back of your head you're like wait some of that stuff already happens though so what's that gonna be like <laughs> Right. Oh my God. It's going to be okay is what it's going to be like. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So the last little point that we had here that I, I like um, is the idea of like, why do we feel the need to blame kids or attribute this stuff to motherhood? Like why do, why is stuff s- segregated between like women and mothers, like they're separate groups. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could call this portion of the chat Meg's conspiracy theory. Because- <laughs> okay. I like I like Meg's idea about this, though. Because I blame it on capitalism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of factors at play here. But one of the ones I hate the most is, I think about this from a uh, person who owns a business perspective, Um because when you're trying to sell somebody something, you have to create that person in your head, your ideal client that you want to sell them to, mm-hmm. that you want to sell to. Um, and you have to put people in camps in order to do that. You have to specify like what they're like and what their concerns are and what they do in a day and all that stuff. So I'm going to blame it on people that want to sell women shit because okay. those people have just like like needled into our brains you're a mom. You're like this. You worry about this. This is your day. And then they needle into other people's <laughs> brains. You're a young professional. You worry about this. This is your thought every morning. This is your set of concerns. And and then they can they can, you know, like create the avenue of this is what will sell you to fix it. <laughs> oh my God. That's my, yeah, totally. That's my conspiracy you're a theory. Genius. And then okay. everyone's walking around going like, Well, I have a totally different set of concerns than Carla so you know we must not really Mm -hmm. have things in common (laughs) right and we need totally different eye cream yeah yeah and different soap so my god and then Dove was like we're gonna unite all the women (laughs) god I hate those ads oh my oh Dove I can't (laughs) don't even get me started that can be a commercial breakdown for another day breakdown totally (laughs) but um I I agree and I also think that um as women, and maybe it starts from the consumer side and gets into our head, but <laughs> we are competitive bitches and we put everybody like everything's a fucking competition. So it's like, oh, well, I had a kid, so I have more to bitch about than you in this regard. You know, I just think that that's part of the problem, too, is, all, mm-hmm. you know, even 
between mothers, it's like, well, I'm this kind of mom and you're that kind of mom. Like we, uh, women are very guilty of buying into or contributing to all these categories and they're stupid. Yeah. And, and again, you know, not to sound like a total nutbag, but it's, <laughs> I'm going to come off like such a psycho on this episode. It's so funny. No, I was not. <laughs> I was just going to say that like, if you're, you know, down here fighting amongst yourselves, you can never really right. like look, no, you're true. look up to what the actual problem is. And the problem is probably the patriarchy. Oh, <laughs> it feels, that feels right to me, Nick. I'm going to go with that. You're going to go with that? <laughs> I, I am. Thanks for joining me on that. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, guys. Theory rant. So, um, in conclusion, <laughs> we all go through hard shit. Quit blaming it on the kids. It's mm-hmm. making people who are considering having kids not want them. It's making you less happy about being a mom, and it's keeping you from being friends with people who are awesome. And then you'll realize that we are all going through this crap. Yeah, and we don't need to buy things to fix it unless that thing yeah. is a drink out with your friend so that she can get away yeah. from her kid and you can get away from your job. There you go. And she but, can also get away from her job and you can get away from your boyfriend. All those <laughs> And maybe the cat. Yeah, You just totally. won't decide whether to be in or out. Fuck that cat. He's making noise right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, guys. Um, we have two fun segments before we go. Yeah. The First one is a new one that I'm calling Read Watch. Oh, excuse me. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm calling. <laughs> oh, man. We could just call it that, but now I'm going to fix it because I was reading it. Um, read, listen, watch. My face is on fire. This bourbon is making me so hot. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot to tell you that the sparkling Martinelli's in my house is called Kid Wine. Oh, because that's awesome. That's what the kids get when we do toasts and stuff so i like that you're having your bourbon with your kid wine bourbon and kid wine (laughs) i should open a heritage bar oh my god you totally (laughs) should i can you design a crest for me yes (laughs) crest logo bourbon and kid wine the new bar new bar come with your friend to get away from your kids and your job totally leave everything behind get a good get a good glass of kid wine (laughs) that almost rhymes I love it. Okay, we're all you're almost there. We're falling the marketing apart. is halfway. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. Now that we've completely derailed and I screwed up the intro, let's try again. Okay. Read, listen, watch. This is like our media recommendations for you guys. When I love when people it, sorry. When we say it, can we call it read, listen, watch? Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, yes. great. Okay. Cool. Okay, Meg, what are you? <laughs> Okay. Okay, sure. <sighs> okay. My read, um, is <laughs> I'm going back to, remember how I freaked out about that movie Arrival? Yes, like, I lost do. lost my shit about it? Yeah, I'm still mm-hmm. on that tip. And Still haven't seen it. Sorry. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, I know. You can also read it because it was based on a short story by Ooh. a man, I hope I don't pronounce his name wrong, Ted Chiang. It's C-H-I-A-N-G. Um, it's a book of short stories called Stories of Your Life and Others. And the story that Arrival was based on is the like tile track or whatever it's called. It's called Story of Your Life. Um, it's like, it's a little bit different, of course, than the movie. Um, 
but it's like it's just a quick short story it's maybe like 50 or 60 pages and it has like they really captured the feeling and the the thoughts that the the author was like trying to convey um you know about like time and family and like connection and and science (laughs) there's so much stuff like rolled up in 50 or 60 pages and then they made that incredible movie about it so read story of your life okay or the whole book stories of your life and other stories um okay listen the thing i'm listening to that sounded like okay listen but my listen okay (laughs) linda yeah linda linda listen Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm still listening to that new um new wish kind of childish gambino record awaken my love have you heard that no it's so good it came out at the end of 2016 um and it's like parliament funk and prince and sly and the family stone and a rapper it's oh so that's good. good and that song red bone i think is my favorite on the album oh my god i love it yes yeah, so okay what bad. and then um watch <laughs> i am gonna have to put a link in the show notes craig found a video okay, you guys are I'm gonna excited. really like this because it's really only you know about three minutes long these two guys in san clemente one of them's named chad and i don't know what his friend's <laughs> okay. name is that is so a guy from san clemente it's fucking beautiful chad a surfer bro and his friend stopped by a san clemente city council meeting after their surf session uh to make their case for why the city should erect a 12 foot tall steel statue of paul walker <laughs> oh i am not ready for this this and is they're so hoping it can awesome. be done in time for the new fast and furious movie to come out i'm hoping I... not to for them <laughs> you guys hope... this fucking that is video such a good use of municipal funds <laughs> oh my god oh, man. oh my god the guy chad says that paul walker um he said that 2017 has been a, a bummer year so far, you know, yeah. which I totally yeah. agree with. And he said uh, that Paul Walker has been a beacon of headlights that can guide us down a dusty road. Oh, this I, is too good. I think I'll leave it there. I'm just going to let everyone enjoy it. Wait. It is fucking beautiful and it'll make you feel really good about people in the world. These two I, surf bros. I love it. I He's love like it. everyone we went to college with. It's great. Oh my god! I cannot wait to watch this. I know. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay, what's your read? Listen, watch. Okay, so <laughs> read. I just finished, and I'm probably the last person on the planet. But um, a man called Ove. It's you're uh, not the last person on the planet. I might be. Okay. Well, I mean, it just got really popular. Okay. Um, but it's a book written originally in Swedish, so it's been translated and it's set in Sweden, and it's like the literature equivalent of like a feel good movie that you just love like that make like a really good one you know that you cry but you like it and you feel happy at the end you know like oh I love those yeah but it's it's very well written um I can be kind of a book snob so it's definitely not just like some like chick lit like light you know there's something to it a little bit um but it's lighter than what I usually read and I really enjoyed it like I finished it and I cried but like the good hack sort of cry where you 
want to. I don't know. I That's don't nice. I think it's really good to have things like that right now, like that we're taking in so much news and stuff all the time, which you got. Yeah, to, it's, yeah. I think it's really and it, important to check out a little bit every once in a while. Totally. And it makes you think a lot about like your legacy and if you're living your life in a way that um, you want to be remembered. I'm stressed like, out by that. <laughs> no, but in the, it's like really beautiful because the O's like a total dickhole, but then everybody Aww. ends up loving it. Like, so you don't have to be perfect in order to like do good. That, that's what I liked about it. That's a really, so, what a good um, lesson. I like that you said that. It's beautiful. Yeah. So read that, get that lesson going on. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was sweet. Um, listen, this is, um, this is basically just my shout out to listening to like really fun, dancey pop. It doesn't have to really be this song, but, um, Jude, my oldest son loves dancey pop music. And so we listen to it and have dance parties on the regular. And right now we're really loving the new Ed Sheeran shape of you. That song is fucking bomb, dude. You've got to just get in there and work it out. That song is awesome. I don't want to explain the lyrics to my seven-year-old at all. <laughs> um, so I just don't. But we really like it. We're having fun. Um, I love that song. That's great. I actually don't know if I like any other song by Ed Sheeran. I I don't think I, don't I think I do. the other ones. And I, yeah, yeah, I heard that. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. No. That's a great pop song, though. I really like yeah, it, too. Yeah, it's fun. You can really get your groove on. I'm sure I'm, it's going to be way played out super fast. But for now, I'm enjoying it. Cool. Okay, and then watch. I hope you guys all have Netflix. That's just a thing, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get really upset because my grandparents don't have Netflix and there's all these shows that I really want them to see and they can't because they don't stream things. It's kind of sad, but okay. I'm assuming if you listen to a podcast, you have Netflix. So, um, abstract, I think it's like a series of little documentaries. So, um, about like the art of design, I guess. So there's like one with a graphic designer, there's one with an illustrator, one with a photographer, one with an architect. And some of them are better than other ones, but it's really like, they're all like fascinating and get you like pumped on trying to make stuff or just looking at the world in a more like interesting way. I like like them. That sounds cool. I think with that and the San Clemente surfer bros, we've made some like really uplifting suggestions. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're both one. <laughs> I think that the surfer bros definitely wins for watch, but um, I really enjoyed um, abstract, particularly the illustrator and the architect. And Meg, you could, you'd like the photographer whose name escapes me right this second. That's so cool. Are the show, is it like a, like a half hour or is it like a I think they might show? be almost an hour for each one. And okay. there's just a handful of them, but they were all really interesting characters, you know? Mm. Nice. I love shows like that. Now I like your, I, this is, I like this new segment because I feel like there's a whole bunch of stuff we watched lately. And if it's not all played out by the time we get to recording this segment again, I feel like I have lots of stuff now. It'll be fun. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, I feel as though we've rambled on quite a while, but should we do one more segment? What do you think? Yeah. Is this one new too? I feel like we haven't done this, have we? We did it once. I went oh. back and checked. Oh, God, I have no memory. It might be the Unless kid I one. Got... <laughs> oh, my God. Unless <laughs> it, I think we did it in episode nine. 
but maybe we just thought we were going to. I don't know. Okay, let's so it's do either, it. It's either new or not. You guys tell us. Yeah, uh, totally. I know we're like 15 minutes in, and if you don't like it, just shut it off now. And I guess if you want to hang out, we have one more segment. <laughs> okay. It's a good one, though. It'll make you laugh. Okay, so this segment is called You Win Some, You Lose Some. And um, I typed a question mark after it. I don't know why. I, so I, I kind of like that. Just you win some, the, you, you lose some. some? Um, so there's that. Um, but anyway, it's like one thing that we totally won out and one thing that we kind of lost, um, in this whole like adulthood game. So, um, okay, I'll go first. Yeah. I totally won at hosting a kid birthday party. Yeah, you did. That was really good. I felt great about it and it was really fun. (laughs) And, um, that was that I threw a... Harry Potter party for Jude a few months late, but that's okay because it was super awesome and fun. And we did like everything homemade and DIY, but not trying to be like the perfect Pinterest thing, just like fun. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. I have a really good example. Can I tell an example? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was at this killer party. She was. <laughs> okay, you made those really rad potions where like the kids could pour all the different bottles and like make a, a volcano explosion potion. Mm-hmm. It was so cute and so fun. But in your way of not being like super precious, perfect Pinterest style, you just let the kids pour the shit everywhere. It was a total mess and it was amazing. And all the labels were like covered in the duck yeah. and it was yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. we Thankfully, it wasn't raining. So it was just like, who cares? Knock yourself out. We were yeah. outside. They could just like get nuts. I loved it. Yeah. So that was that felt really good, like a win, like everyone had fun and it went on without a hitch and um it was what Jude wanted and he helped me with it a lot. So it felt special. So that was like, Aww. yay, winning. And then last week was spring break. <laughs> um, So the kids were off school, but I still had to work. Aww. And I kind of just failed at having a good plan for it, you know? So like it just ended up being there was too much togetherness. Like at first it was like, this is awesome. I'm giving my kids the gift of being bored and they're figuring out all this cool stuff. And like they were, and it was like so great for two days. And then we still had the rest of the week and we all just kind of like had tapped out on like, (laughs) so, um, and we did, and it's, it was like, not like irredeemable but it I just realized like oh, okay summer break is coming up soon which is like way longer and like I cannot just like give them the gift of boredom for three months or we're all gonna kill each other oh my so. god I think our parents probably gave us the gift of boredom a lot we didn't you know what I mean it might be okay yeah. but you but you might not but I need to feel sick. yeah I think I for me maybe <laughs> I got to figure something out or just like give up and let them watch TV the whole time, which I don't do. Um, But I might start. How freeing would that be? (laughs) Just like the summer of television. Oh my God. I want you to write like like as much as you want. I I want you to write a blog post about it for small and friendly. Totally. (laughs) Just a list of shows that played for 24 hours. Yeah. Here's the solution to all your (laughs) mothering woes i'm gonna use that one. <laughs> oh man all right. all right how about you meg um i have been you'd be super proud of me because i've been winning at fun lately 
Nice. <laughs> I know. That is my favorite win. It was amazing. It was such a good two weeks. I've been like looking back on it going like, oh my God, all of a sudden, all this stuff happened. It was like, <clears throat> it has rained so much in all of Northern California, but all in the city too. Like people just felt like they hold up for the winter. And then all of a sudden it was like, the trees bloomed and it was kind of sunny and stuff. And like everyone was just making social plans and it was awesome. Um, we went to Baloney last weekend. Uh, Mike and Rory's all male gay review. One of the best shows I've ever seen. The next Bologna night is amazing. Oh my guys. God. It's the best. Get your tickets early for next time. I think July is the next. Yeah. July round. is the next round. It's I'm going to put links. You got to do it's the Bologna. So fantastic. And then the next night we went with some friends to see this fantastic 70s soft rock like yacht rock cover band Mustache Harbor. Shout oh, out to Kat because hey, they played Kat, her wedding. Mustache Harbor. What? <laughs> it was so good. And then the next week was like friends came into town and we went out to dinner and I took a dance class by the uh, choreographer for Beyonce. That is amazing. That was bitchin'. And then and Megan brought Imogen down and we went to the zoo. And then Craig and I drank all day and listened to records. There's been a lot of drinking in this particular fun period. So I got to reel that in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was winning. And so now to the loss, I guess. <laughs> okay. They, on, a, on a positive note, I've maintained work. I've, of course, been you know keeping up on all that stuff. But I am losing at email lately, you guys. Like, I cannot bring myself to care <laughs> which is bad because that's a part of my work like I'm keeping up on it but I'm not like doing it with gusto like I don't have the spirit for email that I used to have first of yeah. all I write too much second of all I try to do that thing of like inbox zero where you like oh. who am I kidding I have like 400 emails in my I'll never get it down to zero but I try to like sit down for a little bit and like knock them all out and write them. And then there's just another one right away. So I don't really think this is ever going to end. <laughs> My God. It's just like the K hole of email. It is. And I'm thinking about oh. just going back to phone calls because you can. Okay. Here's the thing about calling uh, email. And I will even say texting. You can resolve something so much more quickly in one phone call right? than you can over all the... I mean, sometimes it's just a necessary thing and you either need the paper trail of an email or mm -hmm. the convenience of the texting like someone can't talk. Sure. But like, if it's more than like two questions, a phone call is going to make so much more sense. Yeah, it's really hard when it comes to work because you're right. You do need a paper trail for a lot of this stuff. But oh my God, it's even in the, in the, like, to the point of you lose some, I feel like I'm losing my life to email and I have, oh. to, I have to stop it. My God, I hate it. But I'm just going to celebrate all the fun of the last two weeks. Yay. Yay. That, that is way better than worrying about email. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Spring all right. Fun. Okay. Now you promised some sort of ending high note. Did we already do it? Oh my god we totally did not way to bring it around town as spongebob Yay. would say um <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually okay this is gonna feel a little bit pasted on but i was thinking as we chatted about all of these changes in identity and uh you know beauty and weight and aging and stuff um you know how my mom and aunt and all the ladies go to calistoga about once a year yeah i it was within the last couple years, I remember being on that trip, and I think we were all talking about this stuff. So probably most of the ladies there were anywhere in the age range of 
40, mid 40s to mid 60s, probably. Um, <clears throat> and then there were a couple of us uh, ladies in our, our mid 30s or whatever. So we were talking about all that stuff with them. And it's so cool to have the perspective of women of like all ages in your life, right? And I wish I remembered the exact conversation, but all of a sudden my Aunt Marilyn, who's like one of the smartest people I've ever met, um, said that she felt a great sense of relief and like pure joy when she hit this point somewhere maybe in her 40s where she felt like she didn't give a fuck and she no longer needed to be the most beautiful girl in the room and she really didn't care. <laughs> and like like other things took precedence. And what was important to her at one time in her life just wasn't anymore because she was badass in all of these other ways and she didn't really give a fuck. <laughs> she's still one amazing. of the most beautiful women in the room. Oh my God, so she's gorgeous. It's, <laughs> it was so awesome. But she said it like yeah. with a with a um, frosty drink in one hand, kind of flailing it around over the water of the pool <laughs> oh, and her sunglasses on. And it was just like a, it was a moment of, uh, uh, I really took it to heart. It was a good learning moment as a woman. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Moo-moos any day now. Fuck yeah. Let's get them. <laughs> oh, man. And I guess we'll leave you with that. Get your moo yeah. out. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully this is helpful or interesting or makes you laugh for at least now you know about Chad. Oh, yeah. Because um, if we didn't make you laugh, Chad will. So get on yeah. over to Carla's show notes and check it out. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This is what has been episode 11. Don't blame it on the kids. Bye. Bye. Whew, it's been a day. What did I just touch?